Till on Jersey in the stands, I'ma hit yeah, you on a slide. I don't never slip. So Seattle tricked me. So I was living in heck, where was I living? I was living in Scottsdale. And the company I was working and the company I was working for wanted to move me to Denver. And I'm like, ah, oh, I've never, you know, I don't know if I want to move to Denver. And they're like, well, Seattle's an option. Um, and I had to go to Seattle for two weeks. Um, we we're doing like training. It was the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. 14 days. And I don't know if you've been in Seattle when it's sunny. So 14 straight nice days so. of beautiful, sunny days, not a drop mm-hmm. of rain in the skies. And I went, I thought it's supposed to be raining here all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is beautiful. You know what? Maybe I will take you up on that Seattle, right? Like I said, Washington, no state tax. <laughs> I'm, you know, drive to, you know, Portland's in my territory. I had the whole Western, like the whole West Coast of the United States. Actually, I shouldn't say coast because I had California, uh, Oregon, Washington over to Kansas. Mm-hmm. So I, I had, a, you know, and Hawaii and Alaska. So I had a big territory. But so I could live wherever I want. And I said, wow, it's sunny and beautiful. No state tax. I could drive into Oregon, no retail sales tax. So if I have any big purchases, like this is good. And for whatever reason, I didn't end up doing that. And I ended up listening to them and going to Denver. And I love Denver. Don't get me wrong. I got, you know, I got to meet Brendan Marshall, his limo driver. Like we had a blast. It was great. However, every time I went to Seattle and I had to go to Seattle every month, right? Every time I went back to Seattle, rain, gray, Mm -hmm. rain, gray, rain. And not like rain that falls, it's like rain that is stationary in the sky that you walk into. It was the, mm. yeah, it was a horror. I'm so glad I did. And I love Seattle. I'm just so glad I didn't make that move though. Cause I could not have handled, I couldn't yeah. have handled that because you know, I don't, I, can we kick it off with you guys voted for me to cut my hair. There it is. Looks <laughs> good. Tom. This is really good. It's I like it. I like it's it. all gone. Mm-hmm. So when I say, when I, so chat, when I say, uh, when I say, if you say it, I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. At least you, you know, I, I stay true to my word. It looks good. But yeah, <laughs> Seattle's definitely, uh, it's nice. But yeah, it's all a facade. People come here during the summer and it's not like that. It's too much. Like it's starting to get to me the amount of rain, the eight months of rain. I'm ready to move. I need sun. <laughs> it is way too much. But it's, listen, it's better than snow. That is true. It could be it's Minnesota. Be, it's, it's better than, it's <laughs> better than snow. Jersey is like, like an ex-girlfriend to me. Like, I don't hate you, but if I'll never see you again, I'm straight. That won't bother me at all. I'm straight. <laughs> oh, man. So what do, what do we got going on today? Well, I was definitely thinking we could dive into playoffs. And everyone in the chat, uh, good morning. Uh, get those likes up. Let us know what you're thinking about these playoffs, because I think we all thought we were going to get Boston uh, coming out of that series, which we did. It was a close call, but we are here. And uh, first game is Thursday. So I'm wondering, uh, what do you see? I guess, what do you see from both ends, Dubs and Celtics, that need to, maybe there's, is there strong suit and then things they need to clean up? I mean, we both, we all know that, you know, Warriors, uh, are small and that's probably going to lead into some issues, but if they can keep those turnovers down and those rebounds high, then we should be looking good on that. And, and then for the Celtics, are they going to stay healthy? Um, how much rest are they going to be able to get to be ready to go into finals? So um, yeah, I guess fluent, if you want to kind of give your pros and cons to each team and then we'll, we'll see what we're looking at. Well, f- well, first, 
I know you didn't ask this, so I don't know if it's on the agenda for later. So if I'm ruining it, I apologize. First, let me let me give the Heat um, like their 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 respect because they they took Boston. We all picked Boston to win the series, but they took them to seven. They were down. They easily could have just folded. They didn't. They fought back. They went on. I think it was Jay always correct. I think it was 11-0 run. You know, Jimmy Butler, their best player, their superstar, their best scorer, had an opportunity. To, to take the lead with like a couple seconds left in the game, absolutely should have taken that shot a million percent. Um, so give them, give them their respect. They were hurt. They were banged up and they fought hard. And if you don't respect Jimmy Butler at this point, you just don't like basketball. So let me, let me put that out there first. Cause I think on the last show, I told you I've been a fan of, of Jimmy's for since Chicago. Um, and I don't think people give him enough love and they should. So that being said, in terms of golden state and, and the Celtics, this is the matchup we thought we were going to get. Pros and cons. Um, oof. You got you got the best defensive team in the league. We're going to find out. Does defense win championships? Right? They're going to have to blitz Curry. They're going to have to blitz Poole and Clay. Like, they got a lot of people to blitz. Um, the good news is they got a guy in Marcus Smart who could probably – look, you're not going to get under Steph Curry's skin, but I think he can make his life difficult. You have Jason Tatum, who I think will give Clay all he can handle, especially not being 100%. And you have Jalen Brown. Like, they have three really, like, perimeter defenders who I think will give – we're going to see the Warriors. We're going to see how they play against tough defense. Or, you know, I, I feel like, you know, people were saying KD. Well, if he played in the 90s, this is what would have happened when he got swept in the first round. We're going to see if the Warriors played in a different generation, would they be able to handle it? especially if Williams is healthy down low too. So I really, I really like the, the, the offense defense kind of mix of Boston. And I've always said defense wins championships. This is going to put this to the test. On, the uh, Fleur, before yeah. you keep going, I, I yeah. do want to ask, so you mentioned um, you see smart guarding Steph and then maybe Tatum and clay. Are those the matchups you see coming? Yeah, I think, forward? I think, I think prime, look, we're in a, always switching kind of yeah. matchup zone kind of defense sort of league now, but I would expect when I'm starting the game, mm -hmm. I, I see smart on Curry and then a mixture of Brown and Tatum on clay slash pool. Right. And then, you know, the, the Tucker Draymond, you know, Robin Williams, uh, Looney, right. They're going to have to stop Looney. Got Wiggins in there too. Right. Oh yeah. And Wiggins. Yeah. So between pool, cause they're never on the, I think at the same time, pool Wiggins and clay yeah. will be kind of the Jalen Brown uh, Tatum kind of matchups. That's what I For see. Sure. The, okay. You know, we're going to see how clay shoot. Like, here's the thing. Steph might just be pulling up on smart and shooting. Like not that's, you know, not that Steph is tall, but mm -hmm. I think he could shoot over smart. So we're going to see, mm -hmm. do they have to switch up? Right? Does Tatum and yeah. Brown with that with their length have to go out and and give and make it hard for Steph? Because Steph's the best player on that team. Steph is the player that makes that team go. So you want to make his life as difficult as possible. On the flip side, listen, we're going to see what we see from 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 the Warriors, which I think is just enough defense because I think their defense is underrated. They're better than people give them credit for. We're going to see can they because if they go if they go cold, which they've done. Right, they're gonna be in trouble. They have to stay at least medium, maybe not hot, but they have to stay medium and, and be able and make their shots. So, I think this is. I hate to say that I didn't want to see Miami and, and the Warriors, but I'm really excited to see the Celtics and the Warriors because I think it's a really good matchup of offense and defense. And don't let's not sell the Celtics short. They can score too, right? Like Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum have proven they they are legit scorers in this league. 
Um, so yeah, I, uh, whew, I don't know what the question was, but I, yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm excited. No, that was good. That was, was that good. I just pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because both teams, like you said, have their strengths yeah. and have their weaknesses. The Warriors can score through the roof. And I mean, the Celtics can defend out the door. Yeah, and this like, is, they this are is no, so skilled. And this is no disrespect to Phoenix or Milwaukee or Chicago, like, or any of the other teams. And they, I just think these are the two most balanced teams, right? And I think that's why they're in the final. Like, they both have offense, they both have defense. Boston's yeah. a little bit more on the defensive side than offense. The Warriors are a little bit more on the offensive side than the defense. But I think they're probably best, most two balanced teams. And and yeah. and mostly healthy for the most part. Like at this point yeah. in in this in the season, everyone's going to be hurt. Absolutely. And Jay, what are you, what are you thinking for both both ends? Well, Tony and I had this conversation. The first thing that I said to him when they were playing against Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference semis was, "Where's the difference going to be? The difference is going to be Jalen Brown because Middleton was out of the lineup, so Jalen mm-hmm. Brown could not get played to a tie." from Connaughton and Grayson Allen. Those guys couldn't play him to a tie. That was going to be the disparity because defensively, we're just as good as you guys. Drew Holiday was just as good as Marcus Smart. Giannis, in terms of him being on the backboard, Bobby Portis, we have all the things that you have in terms of dirty work, in terms of transition. Well, where's the disparity going to be when we're talking about the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics? Well, the disparity is on the offensive end. Why is the disparity on the offensive end? Because when I look at the firepower that they have, and not, not only just from their five, from their starting five with Steph and Clay, but now we got guys in Wiggins. We got guys in, in Poole coming off the bench. Gary Payton Jr., Gary Payton II is going to be back in the lineup. He's going to give you the defense that he needs, right? Now, what's also going to have to happen with the Boston Celtics defensively is they're going to have – that pickup point's going to have to be higher because Golden State wants to speed the game up, just like Boston does, but this is going to be a test of Boston's transition defense because that pickup point can't be at the three-point line. It can't be at the hash mark because what the what the Golden State Warriors do, especially when you're on a run, they make back-breaking plays. Well, what do I mean when I say they're making back-breaking plays? You're on a 7-0 run, and you've cut that that 14-point lead from, from 14 to 8. Well, you turn the basketball over. The next thing you know, that 14-point, that 8-point that lead goes to 11. You come down and you miss another shot. They get another 3 that goes back up to 15. So they make back-breaking plays. So the pickup point has to be – Pickup point has to be sooner. Not only does a pickup point have to be sooner, I don't see a lot of switching going on defensively from Golden State. I think I see the same thing that I saw with Dallas, where Wiggins is going to deal with Tatum because what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to get a lot of pick and switch action with Steph Curry. All we're going to what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to chase Tatum. We're going to try to chase Tatum off screens. And what's what's called is called the soft double. Or it's called the or it's called the hedge. We're gonna hedge him and chase him off that screen. We're not switching just so you could get back, right? And then we'll eat the long ball from Jason Tatum. That's the idea. Same thing with Luca. We'll eat the long ball. If he's gonna shoot 25 footers all night, okay, we'll we're good with that. Because I think in terms of the athletes, I think that Golden State matches them. And when I think about Steve Kerr more than anything, I think about his idea of matching athleticism. So be 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 mindful of seeing Kaminga in the series a lot. If, if Gary Payton the second is playing, be mindful of seeing him more. Be mindful of seeing Damian Lee more. Be mindful of seeing these young guys more in the series because what we're going to do is we're going to match athleticism just to keep us in the game. After that, I expect my vets to finish it. And I think that I trust – I feel like I trust the Golden State Warriors vets more than I trust the Boston Celtics vets. Do, do you want to yeah. <laughs> talk about experience versus, versus youth? Check this out. 
combined, the Golden State Warriors have 123 finals games experience. Any idea how many finals games the entire roster of the Celtics has? Let's see. I'm looking at that roster, and I don't think any ball, with the exception of of, of Udoka, nobody on that roster has been to the NBA Finals. Zero games. Nobody on that (laughs) roster. So you're really going 123 games of experience on the the Warriors versus zero of the Celtics. So, you you know, what worries me about the Celtics, because match we could talk about matchups and skill sets and game plans and all that kind of stuff. What I saw from them at the end, and look, they still pulled it out. But what I saw from the at the end of that game against Miami was right. they'll they'll let you back into it, and if you let the Warriors back into it with their shooting, it might not be a tie game. You might be down. T- you blink your eyes and you're down ten. Well, here's the thing, so though, Tom. We mentioned that. So more, I just I don't you know they got to be they have to be mindful of it is what I'm saying. They got to be and, and and they do, and I think that that had a lot to do with coaching. And the reason why I say that is because in the beginning of that Boston Celtic game, the reason why. The Miami Heat were on their heels because Boston sped the game up and that kept Miami on their heels for the entire game. The reason why Miami got back in the game late because they slowed the game down for about seven and a half minutes on the clock. Now we're walking the basketball up. Now we're getting in the half court instead of keeping the game fast. That's why Miami, that's why Miami expended so much energy because they were trying to get back in the game the entire game. Now make sure that we clear tone. If you think that you're going to get into a track meet with the Golden State Warriors, this series will be quick work. I'm telling you that right now. This will be quick work. Don't just, what, what, what I think about, you being a football guy, Tony, you can appreciate this. This is like going to Adrian Peterson and going, yeah, we're going to play smash my football. Really? That's yeah, what okay. you want to do? Uh, Absolutely. Love it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Let's do that. Absolutely. So the game plan is going to definitely have to change if you think that you're just going to run these guys out of the building. That's not going to work. No way. I think that definitely played into like the Miami series because you could see, I mean, Jimmy Butler is playing almost the entirety of every single game. I don't know, maybe 38. I don't know how many minutes he was playing, but definitely high thirties and maybe into the forties. Um, and well, he had the to, Celtics, there, there's nobody else on that team that score. He had to. Yeah. Yeah. He, add that to the, the fact that generator, the defensive generator, he was doing everything. Add that to the fact Haley, that if he make, if he makes that three, Game's over. Yeah. If he yeah. drives to the basket and he ends up scoring and they got to go into overtime, Boston smokes them because Jimmy is out of gas. Yeah. Jimmy is yeah. absolutely out of gas, and he was all that they had. That's why I got no problem with him taking that shot whatsoever. Yeah. We To and get to the finals, our best player shooting the basketball, to win it, I'm all, I'm, I'm all for that. No problem. I agree. If anyone else had taken that shot, I probably would have – I would have been pissed. But that – Well, who else is going to take it, Haley? It's Who else is going to take it? Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. No, Kyle, no, no, hold on. No. Kyle Lowry is no. known to take and miss that shot. So yes. I'm actually very happy that it was Butler and not Kyle Lowry. So Yeah, I don't I don't want to yeah. see him taking any more shots, that's for sure. Um, yeah. but So do you I'm think, can thinking. I go back a sec? Just because you had said coaching. When they were going on that 11-0 run, right, mm-hmm. and we saw Boston settling for those long threes and mm-hmm. getting away from what was working, is that, like, is that the, hey, we need a timeout and, like, get our heads back into it like was that is that do you think he missed that that's exactly he, what he did just gonna let him do or do you think he was trying to show them hey i'm gonna let you play through it we, we know that you're playing poorly play through it to build up their confidence like we could you could play through it you can play through it early tom but when we get into the meat and potatoes of the game i gotta settle you guys down and i don't have to settle you guys down with x's and o's because at this point we've done all the x's and o's that we're gonna do we're in the fourth quarter of game seven there is no more x and o's i just gotta settle you guys down and 
reassure you about how we got here. How did we get here, guys? Speeding the game up. Keep the tempo up. Keep them on their heels. Now, if I'm doing that, or if we're doing that, then we keep them at bay as opposed to slowing the game down. Now we've let them back in the game. And now i got to reassure you guys what happened and why, we got, why they got back in the game and why or how we can get them to get back on their heels. So you know what it reminded me of? Yeah, it reminded me of, because you brought up kind of the football comparison, it reminded me of like you're up and you go into a prevent defense. And and I've always said the prevent defense only prevents you from winning. That's like all that, it does. That's <laughs> all it does. <laughs> that's so, all it does. Yeah, you got to you got to do keep doing. It. Now maybe a little, you know, maybe a little bit less, but you got to do what got you there. Like so, right? Yeah, all right. I'm with you. Yeah, I guess my question, because the heat, you know, went through so much physicality, so the Warriors haven't really had to go up too much physicality. Yes, Jokic was, you know, one. He was kind of a one man offense at that point. Uh, same with the Mavs. Like, they didn't do too much damage physically, mm-hmm. but the Grizzlies were the one team that gave the Warriors uh, a lot of physicality, mm-hmm. and that was definitely the toughest team for them to get through. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to come up again for the Warriors. Uh, as far as the Celtics, they just need to rest and recover and recoup because I think they are going to be exhausted coming back to play. I don't think Especially so, running the Especially running around the court, like Steph Curry is going to have them. Well, them having this whole week off, I think, to help them out tremendously. Not just not just in terms of getting their body, but also getting them rested mentally. I mean, they got the whole weekend off. I can definitely get with that logic. But when you think about a team like the Boston Celtics, who are gritty, right? Who who do work hard on defense, and who does you know they do a lot of things defensively. They they get into you. They they get hands on you. They get bodies on you. The difference is that the Golden State Warriors do that too. You get masked by the fact that they speed the game up and they're shooting a lot of long balls. Don't forget the fact that they do a lot of gang rebounding, not just on the defensive end. They do a lot of gang rebounding on the offensive end, which Mm -hmm. creates a lot of second and third chance shots, which can be detrimental to Boston if they don't watch out for that. That's going to be a problem for them going into this series if they don't handle them gang rebounding like that. And I absolutely think that Golden State can handle the physicality because when I look at the teams that they've had to deal with in the past, I don't think that you're going to shock Shit. I don't think you're going to stop shot Steph. You're going to shot Clay or Dre or any of those guys in terms of physicality because, you know, we've been here more than once, more than twice, more than three times. So we're ready to yeah. play. We're, we're absolutely ready to play whatever way you want to play. We can, we can adjust our game to that and be successful. Yeah. 100%. So we, ha- we have a, a good question here. It's a super chat from Skylar B. Oh, thank you. Uh, if Curry wins, and I've been hearing this a lot and, and, uh, all right, let's let's deal with it. If Curry wins his fourth <laughs> ring, does he become top 10 all time? Well, the first question that needs to be answered is, is what is the criteria in the top 10? All right, so Steph Curry represents one of nine guys who have multiple championships and multiple league MVPs. That's James, Jordan, Jabbar, Chamberlain, Russell, Bird, Duncan, and Magic. All right, so that's not in Curry. That's nine guys. He ain't better than none of them dudes. So that's that right there is the problem. Okay, so he represents nine guys who do that. Not not a problem, but it's a good thing that he right, represents right, right. that. But he's not better than any of those dudes. That's number one. Number two, to put you in the top ten, you have to have done extraordinary things, right? So if a Finals MVP or another championship is going to move you into that, Tony, it's the same logic that you talk about with James. The reason why you rate James where he is is because why? James is what year tone? 
ninth, what, 1906? So, 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 so this is, I, I don't know how much more you're going to get from him. This is, this is, so yeah. Steph Curry is in, Steph Curry is in year 13. I, how much more are we going to get from Steph Curry? Are we going to get more championships? Maybe, possibly. That could move him up, but I don't know. But in terms of championships, we could possibly move him. We could have the conversation of moving him into the top 10. We could have the conversation about that, but I'm, I'm having a... I'm having a difficult time with him cracking the top 10 because I think about the guys in my top 10 and I don't think he's better than any of those guys. Here's my problem. When I look at my top 10, I'm like, I, I, who does he bump out? And that's always the question, right? Who does he bump out? And, and right. then, you know, and then there's guys coming. Like he's already got, like we're already debating KD or Curry. Then you got Giannis is on the rise. You got, like you've got guys coming after him already. And here's the thing. So let me go back to it. So when I look at my top 10, who was he better than? Well, the one thing that will not make him better than any of them, I'm sorry, is rings. Because we keep saying rings is a team accomplishment and it's important, but how does that make you a better player than someone else? So I look to this. The bigger question for me is if he wins a finals MVP, finally, then does that put him in the conversation? Because he can win a ring and play poorly and not win finals MVP. It, it, it's possible. So does that does that help his case? Like if he look, I'm not saying this happens. Let's say this finals, he averages ten a game and five turnovers, and Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole have the series of their lives, and that's how they win. Does that help his case? No, that no, hurts his case. So that's why I say I, I look more to the if he wins the finals MVP. Now I'm like because that's what he doesn't have on his resume. Now I'm like okay. Again, is he better than Jordan? Is he better than Braun? Is he better than Magic? Is he better than Kareem? Is he, you know, just think about this. How many rings does Bill Russell have, Jay? 11. He's number 11 for me. You don't even have him in the top 10. I don't 10. even have him, have him in my top 10. Right. You don't even how have him put, in the top 10. How do I put Curry in there? You so, don't. you know, so. Yeah. If, we, if we basing it on that, you don't. And with that also being said, what's the criteria for being in the top 10? For me, when I think about the guys that I have in my top 10, Every last one of these dudes from day one were awesome. And they weren't awesome for a little while. All of these guys were awesome for a decade. Lajuan was, right? yeah. was awesome for a decade. Shaq was awesome for more than a decade. Bird, Magic. And I know how I'm I know how big of a of a of a Magic fan you are, Tone. You already know how I feel. Magic Johnson retired in 1991. He did not retire in 1995. He did not retire in 1996. He retired in 1991. These guys, Bird, Magic, Jabbar, Chan, these guys were awesome from the door. Steph Curry didn't make the all-NBA team until year five. Steph Curry is in year 13. Not sure how your math works. That's almost half his career where he wasn't an elite player. So when we're talking about the NBA and we're talking about the top 10, those guys were elite from the door and they stayed elite from the door. We had questions about Steph Curry in year four. Is he going to hold up? Is he even going to be around in two years? We weren't sure where he is. Now, all of a sudden, not, I'm not going to say all of a sudden. It's not that it's not no. It's not that it's not noteworthy that we could have a conversation about it. But to say that this is this is going to catapult him into the top ten. It's the same idea with Giannis, Tone. Like when I see Giannis in the top twenty, I'm thinking to myself, what did Giannis do to catapult himself from wherever he was? To, tw to 18, because to go from wherever he was to 18 means he had to have been close before he won the finals MVP in the NBA championship. I'm thinking, what did he do to get that close? Well, I can appreciate what Curry already did, but to get into the top 10, man, that's a hard, it's that's a hard nut to crack, it, man. It's a yeah, hard just, nut to crack. It's, 
like oh, it's just yeah that's that that's a tough look i guess we'll see but like i said i think the to crack the top 10 it, i'm gonna have to see some individual stuff like i said finals mvp more so than than rings listen right. i always say this because people you know when when i tell them i have jordan one it's because mm-hmm. he's six and zero. Oh. jay no. you and i've had this conversation have i ever said he's six and oh in, in, in fact, an argument in fact you hate that don't bring up I the six that. and oh i don't even want don't you to bring, bring it up. up i think it mm-hmm. i think it's lazy Right, because then it's like, well, Ori is seven and zero, oh, and um, you know, oh, who else? Uh, someone else. Uh, Havlicek went to one eight, right? Didn't he? Something like Sam, that. Sam Jones Sam is ten and zero. Sam Jones, yeah. <laughs> like that. That's the look. That's the cherry. Like, okay, if team success comes after, okay, so skill, talent, uh, stats, advanced stats, mm-hmm. uh, accolades. Mm-hmm. Then, if you're tied, and I got five and you got four, okay. That that's that's the deciding factor, um, but I mean, there's so many steps that get to that. So so there you go. I, that was a long-winded answer to that, but um, well, we, Curry's we, gonna have a tough time again. Curry's gonna have again, a tough time again. Haley, when you're talking about the top ten, or when you're talking about the top five, number one, can we drop you in any era? That's number one. Number two, mm. did you dominate? Right? Did you dominate your era? Now, Tone, you asked the question. Well, was Te- was Steph Curry the best guard of his era? Was Curry? See, that's right, right there, right there. You just looking up. You know why? You know why I'm saying that to you, Tone? Because if I ask you, was Magic Johnson the best guard of his era? A hundred percent. That see, we don't even have to ask that question. 100%. We don't have to. We don't even have. Tone doesn't have to go. Um, there is no um. So if you have to do that, then. I think that we're talking about something completely different here, completely different. So then we're talking about championships after that. Right. And listen, I will, I will say this, you know, the things, if you look at those top, the guy, all the guys we have at top 10, I think every single one of them at one point in their career was either the best player in the league, right? One or two, and was the best at their position for multiple years. Mm-hmm. And Curry, although Curry's probably has been the best guard at times, hundred percent, um is he the best guard you know for the entirety of his career no uh, is he the best player in the game some will argue it at one point or another but you know between braun and kd and steph mm-hmm. and others you know it, it's tough to make that case so mm-hmm. yeah well and i know you both try not to do these comparisons or rankings until they're retired i know that's kind of a rule for both no that's tall no, no, no that's my rule not his that's tall no, that's my rule yeah, that's my rule yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, he's, he's good with that I'm good. So I'm just thinking, I mean, yes, he's in year 13, but there's so many, I think he has more seasons in him. I really do. So I think that this discussion in maybe three or four years will be different. Um, And to answer your question, I I do think Steph has been the best point guard. I do think he has been throughout. And this is going to lead us into the next question. Um, (laughs) This has been going all, all on all around if you've been on tiktok you've probably seen laron's video clip from players choice talking about is steph really a point guard um which i'm curious to know what both of you think because everybody has mixed feelings and i know we're in a league where a position doesn't really matter but when it comes down to it black and white uh chill do you think steph curry is a point guard i have to accept the fact that the game has changed and with the game changing, the position changes. However, I do expect you as a lead guard 
to do lead guard things at an elite level. Joker, for, for an example, Joker does a lot of lead guard things. He handles the basketball for Denver. Uh, he's, he's their primary playmaker. Um, he's their primary ball handler. He's their best passer. He does those things. In the process of him doing that, Joker's second in the league in rebounding. Joker leads the Denver, Joker leads the Denver Nuggets in blocks. He's their man in the paint. Same thing with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid does a lot of things with the basketball on the perimeter for the Philadelphia 76ers. He's still their best interior player offensively. He's still their best interior force defensively, which means that at a five at the five spot, he still does things at the five spot at an elite level. Steph Curry, when I think about him, I put him in the same category with guys like Jerry West, Allen Iverson. I put him as a combo guard because when I think about a lead guard, I think about guys like John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, guys who control the game, guys who have the ball in their hands, guys who the offense runs through me. The, the Golden State Warriors do not have that kind of offense. Their offense is a lot of ball movement, a lot of action, a lot of a lot of action off the basketball. And the one guy who's controlling the offense is not Steph Curry. He is not their primary ball handler. If he was, then that would be something different. Now, when I got a guy like last year in Draymond Green who leads the team in assists, that tells me right there that Steph Curry plays off the basketball. Well, if you play off the basketball and you're not the primary distributor, which is, a, which is a huge thing in being a point guard, that tells me right there that you're not primarily a point guard. That doesn't mean that you're not a point guard. That means that you're not primarily a point guard. So when I think about Steph Curry being a point guard, I think he's more of a combo guard than a point guard. So people confuse what someone can do, what they do sometimes, with what they do primarily. Right. So when I when I have this conversation, I say, well, well, Curry averages six assists a game. He's a good playmaker. No one said he wasn't. Right. There's this there's this there's this thing of these two ends of the spectrum that people think if you say this, it means that is untrue. No, they're not mutually exclusive. So let me read this to you. The shooting guard. SG also known as a two guard or an off guard or the two. Mm -hmm is one of five traditional position, positions in a regulation basketball game. A shooting guard's main, let me repeat, main, not only main objective is to score points for their team. Is that not Curry's main goal to score? He leads them in field goal attempts every single every single game, every single season, every single time. Okay. Number 2, their, sorry, their main objective is to score points for their team on offense mm -hmm. and steal the ball on defense. Well, when you knock Curry's, when you knock Curry's defense, what do most people say? Well, he's actually really good. He's you know stealing the ball. He actually he led the league, he led he led the the league in steals. Yeah, he so he's actually the pure definition of a shooting guard. Yeah. He leads their team. His main objective is to score on offense, steal the mm -hmm. ball on defense. He's actually the definition of a shooting guard. Now, right. does that not does that mean he doesn't bring the ball up? No, because it even says sometimes they ask their shooting guard to bring up the ball as well. It's actually in the definition. So can he bring up the ball? Yes. Can he initiate the offense? Sure. Can he pass? Absolutely. Playmake, 100%. But that's not his main objective. So now every player, look, there's a lot of unique players in today's NBA, right? Like we have mm -hmm. a point center you brought up in Jokic. Look, some of these guys just break the rules. Curry's not one of them. Curry is literally the definition of a shooting guard. And here's the thing, because people say, what about his gravity? I hate gravity, by the way. What about his gravity? 
Well, are you on the ball or off the ball when you use gravity as playmaking? Off the ball. You're off the ball. So mm-hmm. if you're off the ball, you're not the primary ball handler, meaning right. you're the two guard. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Now, the NBA lists them as a point guard. They do because that's what the team lists them as point guard. That doesn't mean that's how you play. And and one of the guys, I forget who commented on my video, said, well, you know, I, I believe he's a point guard because he's listed as a point guard. It's not based on his style of play. No, 100% it's on your style of play. And I use this example. If I post up and play in the paint all the time, and on defense, I'm a rim protector, what am I? I'm a center, period. I'm a center or power forward, depending. You're big. That's what I am, Period. And people, you know, and people keep saying, well, who's the point guard on the Warriors? No one. That's why they're unique because they play with a shooting guard in, in Steph. They play with a, a small forward or a stretch forward. You know, they play with a point forward in Draymond. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Looney is in there and he's the center. You don't have to have, and it's weird. I'm supposed to be the old head. I said this yesterday to Jay. I'm supposed to be the old head. But anyone who thinks point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center is the only way to play hasn't watched basketball in 20 years because that's not, you know, the game. I admit the game has evolved and people have these skill sets where you can have a center bringing the ball up the court and facilitating the offense, but he still will post you up and block shots. He just happens to also lead his team in rebounds and assists and points and field goal attempts. Hey, man, that guy's a unicorn, right? right? That's not the norm. I look at also, Tone, I look at the big man, for example, the five and how the five man has evolved. I think about it as updated software. So the five man isn't what he, he he still does the same things that he used to do. He just does more of those things. He does more. What I, what I, what I don't listen to is I don't listen to the logic of the fact that Steph Curry is a scoring guard. Let me tell you something. Oscar Robinson averaged 30 a game for eight straight years. You know what else he averaged for eight straight years? Nine assists. I just want to make sure we clear on that. All right. Um, Isaiah Thomas was almost 20 and 10 for a decade. So the fact that you are a scoring guard, that doesn't matter. And where's the disparity? These guys are elite distributors. Now, when you're an elite distributor, that makes me the primary ball handler. Not only does it make me the primary ball handler, it also makes me the lead guard. And I, and I have to do things as a lead guard at an elite level for me to be in that category. So I, I just, I've always seen Steph Curry as a shooting guard. Not only that, he played two guard in college. He got converted to the point guard when he came to the pros. Well, by by name only, because he's 6'3". Listen, I'll tell you right now, I'm 6'3". I have been a small forward slash shooting guard since my freshman year in high school. What did they call me in college? A point guard. I was not that guy. I was not, <laughs> I was not that guy. Period. I was just, I wasn't that guy. And the thing is, people always confuse, like, they'll say, well, you know, Damian Lillard. Well, Damian Lillard, you know, leads his team in field goal attempts, leads his team in scoring. So is he a shooting guard? No. Here's why. He's on ball. CJ McCollum is off ball. So he's still the main primary ball handler and facilitator. You can still lead your team in field goal attempts, but it's what you do most. What's your primary purpose? And it's still that distributor, that, that the person who sets up the offense, who's, you know, that's the, let me ask you a question. It for possessions. Who do you think leads the NBA in coming off of screens, meaning you don't have the ball coming off of screens by a wide margin. That'd probably be Curry. Steph Curry by a landslide. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) If he's coming off balls off screens without the ball, he's off the ball, meaning he's not the lead guard with the ball in his hand. 
nothing wrong with it. it doesn't take away from how good he is or how great he is it just and i don't even know why we're having the debate it's just he's not a point guard now i do know why we're having the debate actually i do know why we're having the debate you want to know why we're having the debate what? you guys ready for this get your get your popcorn ready as terrell owens used to say because people know under no circumstances under no there's no there's no way you can make a case that steph curry is better than michael jordan but they feel I might be able to make a case he's better than Magic. Because people have already started saying, if he wins another championship, is he better than Magic? He can't do that either, by the way. And so they want to keep him as a point guard because they think maybe we can make him the best point guard of all time. No. One, you can't. Two, he's not a point guard. And I think that's why they're doing it. They don't want him to go up against Jordan. He has no shot. But against Magic? Well, maybe. Maybe. Well, I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say that he doesn't have a shot because there are a lot of people who make the argument of how he revolutionized the game. I don't think that he revolutionized the game more than he enhanced it. I do think that he did that because, you know, guys were already shooting the long ball. He just made it – him and him and, him and Clay Thompson made it a bigger deal than what it already was. I mean, you and I have had this argument telling the Phoenix Suns with that eight seconds or less offense, they were doing the same thing. They just didn't have the firepower in terms of a long ball shooter like Steph Curry. They were doing the same thing – that's that seven second offense. That seven second offense. Do you know who led that team in three point shooting? Sean Marion. No, sir. Steve Kerr. I'm not sorry. Steve Nash. In- incorrect. It's the same person who averaged the same amount of threes as Steph Curry did the first time he won an NBA championship, just over eight. Joe Johnson. Barbosa. Barbosa. <laughs> so they were, they had a guard shooting eight. And if I'm wrong, correct me in the chat. Someone will. Right. It was. It was probably. It was probably. It was probably Iso Joe. But I. I feel like it was Barbosa because that name stuck in my head. Either way, it was. They had a guy on their team shooting 8.1 right. or 8.3 threes per game, which is the right. same that the guy Curry who revolutionized basketball ball by himself. Mm-hmm. Listen, he was a main ingredient. He might have been the most delicious ingredient, but the change happened when in 1979 when they introduced the three-point line because every single year the team shot more and more three-pointers and then a guy like mike d'antoni shot a bunch of threes the san antonio spurs if you look at how many three-point attempts popovich's offensive shot and i talked to thank you for introducing me to richard jefferson by the way um he and i talked about this he also says by the way curry's a shooting guard so i'm gonna go with richard jefferson mm-hmm. um and he said san antonio used to shoot a lot of threes um, under great, like if you look at how many they shot versus the league average, way more. Mm-hmm. Mike D'Antoni in for the Suns, way more. Then when Kerr gets to the Warriors, oh, can I ask you a question? What did Kerr do as a player? He shot three. And then where did he go after Chicago? San Antonio. And what? And I just what did I just say? They shot more threes. And then what did he do? Do you remember what he did after that? What did he do? He went into the booth. And then he was the general manager of the Phoenix Suns with his head coach, Mike D'Antoni, who shot a bunch of threes. So he learned to shoot threes, to play with the three-point shooting style, then D'Antoni, and and the triangle. And what did he do? Well, he implements what he knows at the Warriors. And he took what Mark Jackson said, which was, I have the best backcourt shooting tandem in the league. Mm -hmm. And instead of what Mark Jackson was trying to do was still make them play traditionally, he Mm -hmm. said, well, if I have, if Mark Jackson is right and I have the best shooting backcourt, which he does, Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me let him shoot. Right, and it do worked, and they won. Yeah. And so, best. and then it. But but if you look every single year, you know. So I, like I say, anyways, 
To answer your question, <laughs> Haley, I don't think that Steph Curry. It was Quentin point, Richardson. Uh, oh, there we go. It was Quentin Richardson who who led. Uh-huh. Yeah, there nice. you go. I knew someone. So I, Thank okay. you. I got facts. So to, 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 to answer your question, Haley, I think that Steph is a he's a combo guard, no doubt about it. I don't a think combo he's guard, a, shooting guard, yeah. off guard, two guard, a lot of names. And not that it really matters. Like it doesn't really. It doesn't. This is a new league, but it doesn't matter. You're right. Yes. All right. And to be I, and to be I, clear, I, if I may, to be clear, we've gone from point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center to point guard, combo guard, shooting guard, swing man, mm-hmm. stretch three, stretch four, power forward, center, a stretch five. Like we, there's like 10, 15 positions now because yeah. you can't define. Listen, Hakeem Olajuwon wasn't shooting threes. Someone said, well, is Carl Anthony Towns? You know, three uh, shooting guard now because he shoots threes. No, because seventy percent of his shots are twos. Sixty percent are within ten feet. He's still a center who just can do these other things. It, it doesn't def- change who they are. Primary, main purpose. I'll which makes that. me, which which bugs me out, Tom. Whenever I hear, <laughs> whenever I hear people say stuff like stretch three and stretch four, I'm trying to imagine. I, I never heard Xavier McDaniel and stretch four in the same sentence. That makes me yeah, nuts, no, man. never happening. Never <laughs> happened. No, but or sorry, and I even missed. There's point forwards. Like I right. even missed some of the the new positions because guys are so much more talented. They're doing. They're, and look, everybody wants to be a guard. Let's be honest. You see, you know, why is Kevin Durant a good ball handler? Because he was sitting there as a kid watching, well, he was actually watching Vince Carter, but he was yeah. dribbling and he wanted to dribble. He wanted, you know, every big man says, oh, I was trying to do, I wanted to be a guard. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you can develop those skills and be a even more dangerous right. center. Yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing that with multiple bigs in the league yeah. right now, starting yeah. to shoot. I love it. Again. I love it. The league I has do. never been like, I love basketball. There's so much talent. There's so this much skill. Awesome. It's absolutely. like, it's amazing. This is absolutely. Awesome. I can't, I, I can't handle when I have, yo, you old head. First and foremost, I'm an old head, but I know the game. And I recognize when I see a player who's young, who's going to be awesome. You guys know how I feel about Jason Tatum. So I, I, that, I, that, that makes me nuts when I hear that. I, I love what the game is. I, I'm an old head it. that wants you to appreciate the past and know that, that if it wasn't for the players of the past, we wouldn't have the guys today, yeah. right? Because there was a guy back then who did something that was like, oh, wow, big guys can do this or little guys. Mm-hmm. Not Jordan, not that Jordan was the first one, but Jordan posting up. How often did you see guards posting up? Now, if you're a guard, you better learn how to post up. You got little guards. You got Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul posting up. That never would have been the case. So it's 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 evolved. It's become better. It, they can do more things. That and so I'm not knocking today's. I'm just saying, hey, let's give some love to the to the guys before us. But mm-hmm. but but yeah, the 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 game has never been in better shape. Like there's right. so like we can have an argument who the top ten are. And we could all have a different list and we're all right. All of us would be correct with our, with our new top 10 list. I love it. Well, I was thinking um, as we move into the one verse one round two, uh, Mm. we have, I mean, the last one we did, we had like uh, Steph and LeBron who mellow and. Mellow. We had Anthony. I have it here. Anthony versus Harden. Oh, Anthony versus Harden. Okay, so we had some good ones. So uh, the next one we're going to do um, is Jordan. And then is that like where you could buy? Jordan and Kobe get the buy because they were the top two seeds. Because okay. we have, because we can't, uh, it would be uneven. So we got uh, okay, so four good matchups. Four good matchups. We, mm-hmm. So we'll do, move on to Durant and Kareem. Which, 
good luck with that one. <laughs> well, when I look when, when, I, when I look at your bar, I've, I've said this to you a thousand times, Tom. I got one move: stop this and you stop me. I don't have a lot of stuff in my I don't have a lot of stuff in my arsenal, but if, if stop this and you stop me. Kevin Durant, on the other hand, he's got a lot in his bag. Now you already know how I feel about. I don't care about your bag, Tom. What I care about is production. I, I know how you feel about that. I don't care about I don't care about your bag. I care about what you're producing. Jabbar is an elite defender. I think that he could handle Kevin Durant for a, for a time, but I think K, I think KD would eventually outlast him simply because he would drag him away from the basket as much as he possibly can, and not just shoot over him, shoot tough shots over him and score. I think that Jabbar I think he would outlast Jabbar. Kareem gets the ball in the post, and just sky hooks. Over Kevin, look, Kevin Durant's tall. He's long, mm-hmm. but he's not athletic. Don't like he's not like a jumper, right? Like he's as tall as he is. He's not like you know. You see those skinny legs of his. Like Kareem is going to post him up, mm-hmm. and he's going to skyhook him to death. Yeah. Kareem can also play defense. Very underrated. He can block shots. He's Kevin Durant is not shooting over Kareem, not once. He's not shooting over Kareem. Here's the problem. Wait a minute, Tom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't, you don't think he's shooting over Kareem from 18 feet? I don't know. Because I, don't, he, I, I think, I'm, I'm I think he's going to drag. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, so I'm on the box, that's something in different. The box. Yeah, right. Down low, down low. I'm getting, that's right. where I'm going. Right, Here's I'm my listening. problem. Here's my problem. Kareem's going to have to check it. Kareem's not going to get it checked to him in the post. No. He's going to have mm. to check it at the top of the key and start mm-hmm. posting him up from you know the three-point line and working his way down. Right. Right. That's where KD is going to take advantage because he's long. He can get lower. He's going to steal the ball. And once he steals the ball and he gets possession, Kareem's going to be pissed. He's going to be very angry. You want to see Kareem <laughs> want to throw an elbow and punch somebody when he's got to chase Kevin Durant? Because Kevin Durant can ball handle. He could shoot from the three, from the mid-range. And look, he's yeah. probably not going to have a lot of success posting him up, as I mentioned. But yeah, he's going to shoot over him from 18, from 22, from 25. Um, and I think it's it's fun to watch. Like you know, like I said, Kareem might throw a punch because we know he's got a bit of a temper. Uh, yeah, I think Durant. I think Durant wins it just because. I think, he, he I think it's the problem with Kareem. Now, if Kareem had magic throwing it into the post, he might win eleven nothing. The problem is he doesn't. It's one on one, and he's gonna have to get into the post, which mm-hmm. is gonna be the problem. So yeah, I I got. I can't even believe I'm saying this because I got Kareem. This is why this is so fun because Kareem's a better player. Mm-hmm. Like if you're ranking them, Kareem's top three. Durant is yeah. not. Um, but one-on-one, it's Durant. Yeah. Ooh, okay, that's two for KD. Uh, okay, how about Larry Bird and LeBron James? Uh, you want to start with this one? Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> Wait, it, to, did, do you have Larry Bird? In, oh, you said you don't have him in your top ten. No, no, Bird's in my top ten. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. yeah, Bird. Oh, yeah, okay. no, Bill Russell. Bill Russell's not in my oh, top ten. Oh, Bill Russell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Bird's in my top right. ten. Bird, listen, Bird's the best pure small forward in the history of basketball. He could shoot. He could pass. He was a better defender than people give him credit for. The problem is there's this hybrid small forward slash point guard slash power forward slash shooting guard. Like if you look up and down his list, I think he's been every position, but (laughs) center at one point who does everything bird does, except he can jump through the roof. He's a much better defender. He's more physical. He's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's, he's like, take bird pump him full of stairs, like take bird and like throw in Michael Jordan's athleticism, right? That's LeBron. So Bird's going to have fun. He's going to shoot some threes. He's going to talk some trash, but eventually LeBron's going to get the ball. 
Um, and it's the same thing that I said with, I think with Kareem and Durant, he is just, he's too athletic and can mm-hmm. look, he can't shoot as well as bird from deep mm-hmm. or from the mid range. Um, you know, like offensive, again, I go, I look at it f- from an offensive standpoint, bird's probably the better shooter. I think, I don't think that's a debate, mm-hmm. but I just think, LeBron's the better scorer, if that makes sense. Um, and so he's going to, and he's the better defender, right? So I think the athleticism, the defense, and the fact that he's a better scorer um, in different ways, mind you, I, I, James beats Bird in a one-on-one. I mean, Dale Ellis is a better shooter, but Dominique Wilkins is a better scorer. Right. Yeah. So Fair. I, 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 I can get with that logic, absolutely. Well, I'm thinking about athleticism more than anything. I know how smart Bird is. Not only do I know how smart Bird is, I know how chirpy Bird is, and I know how he could get into your head. And Bird will get to Bird will get the yapping at James. Uh-huh. Not only will he get, not only will he get the yapping at James, he'll get the yapping at James, and he'll get the scoring, which could screw with James and maybe maybe even talk James out of his game. Now, I think James is smart enough. I'd like I, I want to think that I I don't want to think I think that James is smart enough that he won't let Bird talk him out of his game and get into his head because that's the only way Bird would survive. That's oh, the I think, only I think it's closer than you think. I think the game's – I think Brian James wins, but I still think it's – I think it's closer than you think. And the reason why I think that that's the only way that Bird survives because I think – I don't think that James would just overpower Bird because let's be no. clear, Bird was 6'9", 235, Bird wasn't a small dude, right? But when I think about athleticism and I think about James getting Bird – 18, 19, 20 feet away from the basket, and it's just you and me. James athletically would just handle Bird. He would just go by him. He would, he would, his dribble exchange, his his stop and pop, I think would be better. Now, I think that he'd do a good, I think he'd do a better job at that. The difference is, is would James let Bird get into his head? And I don't think James would let him do that. And I think, I think, that's he, I think he will. I, th- I think he would a little bit at the beginning. I think Bird could goad him into a bad three, trying to post him up. And then yeah. James would be like, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm not falling for that again. Right. And it, it'll come around. So I actually, like, if I were to play the game in my head, I see, mm-hmm. like, Bird taking an early lead and chirpy chirpy and Braun finally going, what am I doing, dude? And, just, and like, go back to what right. he does and then, and then win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with that. I'm with let that. Him get in, let, letting him get into his head and go, uh-uh, wait a minute. Let me, let me get back to what I know how to do. And then eventually I'll get it going. And I think he'd handle Bird. Like, I'm people forget. Like, we, are t- we are talking about the guy who kept his warm-up on for the three-point shoot contest and said, all right, who's coming in second? And then went out and won, right? Like, this is the same guy who played, decided he's going to play with his left hand and scored 40-plus. He's like, look, I'm just going to play with my left hand. <laughs> like, this is that guy that, you know, hey, I'm going to fake left, go right, pull up on you at the foul line, and then go and do it and score. Like, he, you know, let's not underestimate Bird's mental um, because I think it helps him here. Just really quick, Craig Hodges used to play for the Bulls. He was one of the better three-point shooters in the game. And him and uh, Bird got into a back and forth where they were talking about who's the better three-point shooter. And Craig Hodges said, quote, Bird knows where to find me. And Bird said, quote, at the end of your bench. Yeah, I, know I knew you were going to say that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, at the end of your bench. So, it, it, when I when I think about Bird chirping and he could definitely get he can definitely get in here if you let him no doubt. Um, okay, how about Iverson and Wilkins? Dun, dun, dun. Well, 
I'll tell you what, Jay guy. So let's let he can go. I love Dominique Wilkins. I think Dominique Wilkins is a better one-on-one player in transition than he was in the half court. Um, I think that Allen Iverson would give him hell. But what I can't do is I can't say that Kyrie. I think I can't say that he would beat Kyrie Irving and then lose to Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson. I don't. I can't say with one hundred percent certainty that he's a better one-on-one player than Kyrie Irving. So I think he'd do the same thing to Irv. I mean, I think he'd do the same thing to Iverson that he did to Irv. And I think that he would go Iverson into shooting more long balls, considering how long and how athletic Dominique Wilkins was. And I think that he would bait Iverson into shooting out there more, and then get him in the mid-range and just jump right over him. As fast as Iverson is, and he is incredibly fast, I told you mm-hmm. firsthand how fast he was, and and his you know great ball handler, all that stuff. He's not a great shooter, and you know we said this last time. I think people forget Dominique Wilkins would would have had like six or seven scoring titles if it wasn't for Michael <laughs> Jordan, right? Like he finished second, I think six or seven times. Who was chasing so Jordan like, all the years? Yeah, Jordan yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's Jordan a very he's. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, I'd I hate him. I'd hate him too. Um, so he's a very capable scorer. He, uh, he can, and people forget too. Just we we see the highlight dunks. Mm-hmm. He could shoot, like for especially for his time, he was a good shooter from the mid range. Really good mid range game. Yeah, and okay, okay from three, not great, but okay. Yeah. Again, for his era. So you know, is Iverson, who's what six foot, one hundred and sixty pounds, soaking wet, going to want to go anywhere inside the paint with Dominique? Because people, people, you know, they don't realize, like, I, I saw a picture of Dominique and I saw a picture of, I forget who it was, oh, Nate Thurman yesterday. Mm-hmm. Those guys were jacked. <laughs> I don't know if you see how muscular right. those guys are. They are, I don't know what they were lifting, barn yeah. animals, like lifting cows. I don't yeah. know what they were doing back in those days because, oh, they didn't have the, the nutrition. I don't yeah, know what they were eating, dude, but they, they were, you know, they yeah. might've been smoking cigarettes, but they were lifting like the, the cigarette, the, the plant or something. I don't yeah, know. They were, they were jacked. So yeah, Iverson's was. not going inside. So yes, he's going to have to shoot from the outside and he's mm-hmm. going to miss. And then again, yeah, Dominique is just look bigger, stronger, faster, not faster, but bigger and stronger. Um, yeah. And just as capable. And a better athlete too. And a better athlete. Yeah. A better overall athlete. Right. Um, so Iverson is going to have to just hope that he can blow by him and get some buckets, which he will. Mm-hmm. But I think over the course of a full like one-on-one game, Wilkins is going to body him up. And, and, you know, I'm not that I'm saying this, but I, I think to just think about when that old guy comes to the Y just for the young guys listening, comes to the Y and like bodies you up. And you're like, how did he like, he's five foot 11. How's he posting me up? Yeah, it's because he's got 210 pounds of man dad strength. Dad strength is a thing. And he doesn't really look, and he doesn't really look like much. Like you see him, you're thinking of yourself like, I can handle I got him. Yeah, I got him. Until he hits you, you're like, oh, man. Drop step. Oh. Drop step. What drop the hell? Step. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got, I, got, I got Wilkins in a close one. And I can't believe I'm saying that because I think Iverson's incredible. But, yeah, I got Wilkins too. Okay. Um, so Wilkins over AI. And then mm-hmm. the last one. This one's interesting. Uh, Dirk versus Anthony. We're gonna we're gonna need a tiebreaker on this one. Okay. We're gonna need I'll a. I, yeah. yeah, go. I, I tell you what, Tom. When I when I look at what Dirk, how Dirk improved his game offensively, and then how he added to it, not just improved his game, but he became that unstoppable force where he was only he made himself impossible. 
it was almost impossible to guard him one-on-one. So, and Dirk had a lot of things in his game. Dirk could shoot the long ball at an efficient level, right? Dirk could hit the ball at 19, 20, 21 feet. Dirk, Dirk could, Dirk could, he couldn't blow by you because Dirk wasn't that kind of athlete. He could not blow by you, but he could get by you and he could get in the mid-range. Dirk could get to the basket, right? Dirk could get you on the block. But when I think about Carmelo Anthony, man, and I think about how he just immediately got to it. There was nothing extracurricular about Carmelo Anthony. He gets right to it. He gets you in that 17, 18 foot range and he's getting to it. He's blowing by Dirk. He's dunking on Dirk. He's knocking down mid-ranges on Dirk because we all know I mean, Carmelo Anthony isn't the greatest of defenders, but neither is Dirk. I think Dirk is a little bit worse. So at some point, one of these guys has to stop the other. And I think that, I think that Carmelo Anthony's got a better shot at slowing Dirk down at some point than Dirk does Carmelo Anthony. And, and this is why I said we're going to need the tiebreak. Because, listen, Carmelo is a great scorer versatile score at his best he he was look that's what he was known for we wish he would have done something else right because when he came into the league we were saying oh him and lebron him and lebron nah man they it ain't even close it was lebron it, it was no carmelo right uh, but a great score could like you said could post up in fact probably too much right kind of a bit of a black hole when you gave the ball into him you weren't seeing it back again but he would also take bad shots he would take ill-advised shots the one thing Carmelo didn't have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there was no like one signature kind of this is what his go-to can't stop it move. Because he had so many different ones. I think when he gets difficult, and this game's going to be close because you're right, the defense is going to be lacking from both sides. Dirk has that fade away kick kind of high knee, weird looking one footer, you know, <laughs> that he can always rely on. And so I think when it gets close and when it gets down to crunch time, he's going to pull that out of his bag and just, and that's what's going to win it in like an 11-10 or 21-20. I don't know what we're playing to, um, but I think he he wins it by that kind of close margin. That was Carmelo because... Anthony, though, Tone. That was Carmelo Anthony in the mid-range. He faced I... you up and yeah, jabbed. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, Jared, Carmelo, that's his I, game. I, I just think, like you were talking about with, with, with Dirk Nowitzki, that's Carmelo Anthony yeah. in the mid-range. That's his go-to. I, I think I think Dirk, whoever gets the ball last, and I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I think it's Dirk. Mm. So uh Haley or chat. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the to... chat. What do you guys who are you taking? Especially I think Car- comes... I just think that Carmelo outlasts him. I, I and just outlasts him. Yeah, I think Dirk, I think Dirk outlasts him because I think Carmelo will take more bad shots. Mm. Not that Dirk won't take bad shots. I think Carmelo will take like that one extra bad shot that that flips it. So we got the poll up. Um, and when I look at and, and again when I look at Dirk Nowitzki, when I look at Carmelo Anthony, I just think that at some point one of us has to stop the other one. And I, I just think that Carmelo, I think Carmelo got a better shot at slowing Dirk down than Dirk does him, simply because. So so far, so far, Dirk, so far, Dirk is up with nine votes in 56 to 44. Mm. So the percentage close, you know, Haley, let's, let's hear your take while we're waiting for this. This will close here in in a second. It's 50, 50. Mm -hmm. So you might actually have to make the call. Oh man. Well, I, mine is probably going to be a bit more biased because Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't get to see Dirk play. Um, Uh. I know, I know this argument, but I don't like speaking on things that I'm not like 
super versed in, you know. Um, well, think I about this, Haley. Think about this, Haley. Think about Joker as a better athlete and can pass. Well, when you put it that way, I mean, I've seen tons and tons of highlights from Dirk, and I, yeah. I really like him, but I. I don't know. I love Melo, and I think mm-hmm. just his athleticism. I'm thinking prime Melo. I'm not thinking this. You're, you're a version that fan? we saw the last. No, I'm a Warriors fan. But oh, I love, you're a Warriors fan. I oh, saw okay. him when he played. I came. I went and saw him all the time when he played, and it there he had a few good games. But that's not the Melo that we know. I mean, that's that's a it's an older Melo, right? So right. I think in his prime, what everyone saw early on in his career was insane, and I I would take Melo, but. All right. Okay. I think it's so. Uh, no, I was just gonna say need to vote because it was fifty-fifty. So the next vote will make the, will make it. And and Garp the Fisted, who I love, says Mello will jab, jab, brick. You're absolutely right. Unfortunately, <laughs> wow. unfortunately, no. I'm outvoted on the show two to one, and the poll right came now. back fifty-three percent to forty-seven in favor of. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. It is. So so Carmelo chat, appreciate it. Thank you. Um you're wrong. All of you, the chat, you two, you're all wrong. But okay, you guys voted. Carmelo wins 55 yeah. in, at the end, 55 to 44. There's one percent missing. I think that goes to JD. Uh gets that one extra percent. JD's with me, by the way. I should ask Jay-Z. He's with Flu and he thinks it's Dirk. Unfortunately, the tribe has spoken so i am putting um let me adjust my we got dirk here so for next week or next yeah next time we do the next round mm-hmm. just so i'd be keeping track we're gonna have oh you know what i did i even put in dirk even though you guys said picked anthony <laughs> okay anthony here we go so next so the next round the next round it is down to the 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 the, the final six all right, we got Jordan versus Anthony, Kobe versus Dominique. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, Jordan versus Carmelo. Yeah, Kobe versus Wilkins, Durant, James. Dun dun dun. Oh, be, good. Good be a good third round. It'll be a good third round. Well, you guys in the chat too, add any that you might want to hear because I think it's always fun to do like some more current players versus mm-hmm. older players. All right. Well, how about we do this? Uh, Haley, I'm going to let you put it out there to uh, okay. to your, to whoever you have and to the chat. Too. We're going to have two, uh, we're going to open up two wild card spots. Ooh, so I like we're going to do wild card. They're going to be at the bottom. I so like whoever it. wins the wild card has to play the top seed. But let's, we're going to do a wild card. So put in your names. Who who should be allowed into this one-on-one tournament um, for wild cards? We need two wild cards. I'm going to let you. You can surprise us the day of. Andre Iguodala versus Andre 3000. Um, <laughs> I think we're good on that. We're good on Andre 3000. Uh, I don't know about that. I think I'm going to pass on Andre 3000. I'm thanks, taking uh, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> yeah. uh, was Kawhi in it? Garp asked. Uh, um, no, Kawhi, we was, done no Kawhi. Kawhi was not in it. So okay, Maybe. so Kawhi, Kawhi, we'll put in Kawhi as one as a, one of the wild cards. I like that one. And Kawhi is a very good one on one player. That's a, yeah, that's very a good, good one. He's he's an awesome one on one yeah. player. Let me mark it down. Did we have D Wade? I thought we did him last time. Was he in? Was it yeah, D-Wade he was, versus... yeah. D Wade might have been uh, eliminated. Was he? He was. Should I, I check the? D-Wade. Let me check the original. Let me check the original roster. 
Well, do we have anything else while we're doing this? Or are we? Are we? No, nope, that was all I had for that's today. It, okay. I, I think that's it. Yeah, Wade. Wade lost the Wade lost the Kobe in round one. That's what I was thinking. So we're not we're not bringing anybody out. We're not. There's no Phoenix. Uh, we're not bringing anybody up from the ashes. They have to be new, not in the original. Uh, not in the original twenty. So we got Kawhi. And hey, listen, we got until next week to pick the second one. But Kawhi, we'll have Kawhi yeah. in as a wild card. Um, let me just put wild card. There we go. Cool. And then yeah, Thursday we'll definitely jump into probably playoff finals predictions because I don't think we've mm-hmm. all gone over those yet, oh, especially because yeah. game one is on Thursday, which on is Thursday. crazy. All right. Yes, so two more days. Um, but yeah, you guys keep throwing those names in the chat, and we will write those down um, mm-hmm. and fill fill those because I like J- 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 JM Simp really wants Jordan Poole. <laughs> No, no, no. We're not. I, I, it's not no. his time. We want yet. someone One who can day. compete. Someone who can compete. <laughs> someone who day. can compete with Kawhi. Let's make it interesting. Right. Yeah. So Thursday we're gonna do our deep dive and we'll make our predictions. Okay. Right. Mine's gonna surprise yeah, you. And... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, oh, and then JD just said Paul Pierce. Oh, so... Paul Pierce. Okay. I... Hmm. All right. The truth versus the claw. I like I, I, I'm good with that. You like that one, Jay? <laughs> I do like that one. All right. I think Leonard is better, but we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get we'll get into that. Um, another one was Scotty Pippen. Uh, He's I not really it's... a good. Scotty was actually a really good one-on-one player. He was, oh. but Scotty was the better. Scotty was a better transition player. Yeah. Than he was a one-on-one player, but he was a good one-on-one player. Scotty could score. Scotty could absolutely score. Game on the line. You need a three. You giving the ball to Scotty or Tony Kukoc? Oh, we know what Phil Jackson did. Yeah, we already know what Phil did. So. <laughs> yeah, we already know what Phil. All did. right, so Thursday we're gonna do the we're gonna Thursday we're gonna do the the finals preview, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Finals preview. Uh, we'll break down kind of what else. I mean, if we hear anything about coming Gary Payton coming back or yeah, smart we'll, we'll know, injury we'll know report, who's playing. Yeah. all of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we'll get into a deep dive of that. But for now. Uh, we're probably going to call it a day chat. Thank you so much for participating. You guys are amazing as always. And, uh, yeah, feel free to shoot us any more names that you guys think of before Thursday too. Get those likes up. That's right. Until next time, Jay, take it away, man. Take it light. But take it. It's the only thing we understand. I'ma stand till on Jersey in the stands. I'ma hit you on the slide. I don't never slip.